Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing WandaVision feedback up through episode seven. So if you haven't seen that, get the hell out of here and go watch it. What are you doing? <laughs> All that and more right after this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, how are you today? I am I'm okay. It's Monday and I've I've come to terms with the fact that it's Monday. I'm actually Good. looking forward to this this whole week taking as long as it's, as we know it's going to take so that we can get as many theories out there as possible. Yeah. It's going to be an active week active week on the chat. I actually found we got a lot less theory emails. We have we have a lot of emails still but like a lot less theory things because it was like um I, we actually got answers instead of questions this week on the show. Yeah, kind which of. Which was super fun. <laughs> Um, let's bring our producer, Ashley Coffin, in. How you doing, Ashley? Really good. How are you guys? Ooh. You know. I, it's been a week. I, and- I am not great, to be honest, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's been a rough, rough one. I left Birmingham shortly after we podcasted. Uh, well, it was a few hours later. I left at 5 p.m. and to drive to Dallas. And I did not stop driving, and I did not get to Dallas until 4 p.m. the next day. I drove 23 God. hours straight, and it was a lot. I ended up getting stuck in traffic behind a bunch of 18-wheelers that, like, I basically just sat behind an 18-wheeler for six hours staring at the back of it, and all the hotels were, like, full or closed or expensive, and I just had to just kind of keep going, <laughs> and it was rough. And then I, so I got to Dallas to help uh, Alyssa, who, who's living over here, uh, bail out her apartment because she's been bailing out her apartment for days because there's just water <sighs> burst in the walls and coming down inward. So oh, I'm glad to have an hour here to take a break and enjoy some WandaVision talk. How about yeah, it? That's a lot. We can, we can be your escape. Yeah. This, that's, this podcast is often my escape. Um, and let's, let's, let's do it. But by the way, people in the live chat, if you would like to send in some feedback to be read on the cast, try to send it to at, uh, Supreme Leader Ash, is that right? Yep, yep, I put it in the chat. Okay, at Supreme Leader Ash, and uh, she will she will collate some feedback for the live folks. And we are going to hit the, the feedback that's been coming in all week. Uh, we're going to get to as much as we can. Again, we no way we can get to everybody, but we're going to get to as much as we can in about an hour. So let's do it. I didn't even have the freaking doc open. I'm cool, then I'll take two minutes to say what I thought about this episode. Oh, oh right, <laughs> yeah. right, right, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 while you're doing it. Um, yeah, right at the top, what do you think, Ashley? <laughs> right what do you think? The, sometimes oh. the, the feedback that's best is the feedback that's closest to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't get enough of the way that they use the aspect ratio changes to let us know like where we are in the story. Like whether yes. it's Wanda, when it's in, uh, you know, when in it's in the show, MCU, outside of the show. They, oh my God, I know, like when yeah. she goes downstairs. Um, I was really obsessed with how much Agnes was trying to tell us she was Agatha the whole time. My favorite part of that was when she was like, do you want to see my birthmark? Because historically in oh, Salem, the witch's mark. exactly. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, yeah. so if she, um, she would have looked, I don't know if she would have gotten it, but right from the top, she's like, I'm definitely a witch. Oh, you don't want to see it. Oh yeah. Boundaries. Uh, she had like my favorite quotes the whole time. Like she was one split end away from cutting her own bangs. Trust yep. me, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the uh, uh, her when in the interview, like when she was still playing along, um, when she was like, "I bet a kid once." Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like the look into the distance while the memory goes. It's like, oh, oh, she did. Oh, yeah. Somebody brought it up on the live watch. I believe we talked about this, but I, I'm still blown away by the idea that like we know for a fact from the beginning of the episode that Wanda wants him there and that she thinks Vision is choosing to be away. And then the whole episode, things keep getting in Vision's way and he's blaming Wanda. But we know that's not the case. So it's very clear it's a third party that wants to stop Vision from reaching the house. And so, like, mm-hmm. it's very clear throughout this episode that something is going on. And if you're paying attention, yeah, Wanda seems like the best culprit. Yeah. Agatha seems like the best culprit. Yeah, maybe. right. Agatha. Yeah, I was like, uh, Agnes, um, who becomes well, you Agatha. just said. <laughs> yeah. So yep, it's yep. definitely Agnes who's controlling the people while Wanda's controlling the environment. Because I feel like that's who the, you know, she she's doing this. Uh, and mm. that's why she pulled Wanda, uh, uh, Vision to the side to be like, she, Wanda's doing this in her whole little act, which was fabulous. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yep. I don't know fully if she's the one controlling all the people. I think she just controls certain moments Some and certain them. key things. Like, I think that a lot of what's happening is Wanda forcing everyone to live out. I mean, that's what Monica said when she got out was that it was Wanda in her head. I mean, or yeah, uh, right. it was Wanda in her but head. Also, I wonder if that wasn't um, Agnes getting inside Wanda's head. Like maybe that, you know how we were doubling down on that wasn't Wanda who went outside the bubble. Agnes probably maybe took control of her and sent her out there to kind of threaten mm. I don't know. I Maybe. don't know how much she's been in control of. I know I really wanted to see her costume. I was sad that it that purpley dress disappeared before I got to see it. I think we're going to see yeah. it before the season's <laughs> over. I think that was a little like Easter egg for the future because like those those little uh, the, the the leggings she was wearing and like the awesome purple dress looked freaking awesome, and I really want to see the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, and the big chunky heel that she had on. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I was saying in, when we were hanging out in Zoom last Friday um, how I really think that that it could be pretty easy for somebody to just kind of like go through that footage and like kind of piece all together what we saw of, of the dress and like show me what it all looks like. Yeah. Just kind of like erase the, the change. Like somebody do that and, and Melissa and was me, looking please. like, yeah. I think I could probably pull that off. Like she had that face of like, I think I could do that. (laughs) I was like, can can you make that happen? (laughs) Yeah. Her little reveal at the end was the best. And like, I, I, I support kid biting, but I can't get behind dog killing. But the way that she announced it, I just loved it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everything all along. It was all style. It was all style. And like, I've been having a lot of conversations with people who aren't liking the show. And it seems like people are like wanting more exposition. They want more, things to happen as it were and like Mm -hmm. things are happening i feel like things are happening at a good pace but like a lot of the things that are happening are the things i didn't really want i didn't really want agatha harkness because i felt like it was too obvious but the truth is like they're doing it with such flair and style and like just really good art that i'm like i'm fine with sort of the style over substance thing you know Yeah. yeah It's just been so cool. So, so cool. Mm-hmm. And that, that Agatha All Along song is just fire. It's, it's so catchy. Absolutely yeah, it's so wonderful. Good. It's so catchy. Um, yeah. yeah, the commercial was, Ken turns to me, he's like, oh my God, I thought that was an actual commercial for a second. <laughs> <The> <laughs> drugs. And that was super dark. Well, yeah. it, uh, it makes me think, like, you know, Wanda is the only one who, like, talks about what it was like to be snapped. Like, I wonder if she felt it more than the others because she was from the stones or if she was just awake and stuck in that 
depressing like emptiness and she felt it for all those years like maybe it was actually time for her mm. Ooh, and she says uh, or sorry in the the commercial they said like does it feel like the world moved on without you because hmm. we watched been them gone back for five to years and so has six and Monica. seven i think yeah Ugh. we watched them back to back and like her explaining that to, to pietro was you know, it seemed like she was a little bit more lucid than other people, like knowing what it was. Like Peter is like, I just snapped back. Dr. Strange was suddenly there and now we're here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what makes it more a bigger impact. If like the idea that she'd been there for five years, that would be horrifying. But also like the idea, as Vision said in this episode, that all this stuff is just weeks ago for her. Like all these events are just yeah. so recent and so fresh on her mind. And I think they're going to stick with that just because that was very moving to hear Vision talking about it, like realizing the pain she's been yeah. through. And it's just so great. Like the, the ju- I think I mentioned it before, but the juxtaposition of the sitcom reality of modern family combined with him telling the story about the grief of his wife that she must be going through and trying to like empathize with her, even though he knows she's doing a bad thing. Like it's just all so good, you know, mm-hmm. it's really well done. Yeah. I yeah. love it. You know, I've noticed that there are, uh, there are a few people that, thought that this episode was probably the weakest of the the series so far. Really? And um, a lot of them that are saying that have uh, have admittedly been saying also that they were not fans of the the office or modern family and that that's sort huh. of mockumentary style of of sitcom. And I wonder if um, like not liking the style or the the type of sitcom that they're referencing, uh, kind of turns you off to the episode as a whole. Because mm. uh, you remember the younger people were saying like the first two episodes were super weird. They didn't mm. have that nostalgia for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, they were just kind of like, what the hell is going on? But, you know, we're just, we were loving all of it because, you know, we grew up watching Nick at Night and TV Land right. on, our, yeah. on our sick it's, days off from school. It's hitting us right at kind of the right time. Like we're, 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 we are the age of people that had TV Land and like, yeah, like you said, watched all of that and then went through all these other newer forms. And like, yeah, people in their 30s, I feel like the show is great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, I, I like the Agatha reveal, but after having watched it, three times now um, and having gone through the weekend thinking about it I'm not convinced that Agatha is the big bad no me neither oh yeah me neither I I want to I'm, I'm honestly I'm not even convinced that Agatha is a villain right really yeah uh, it looked like she was powering the book with either with Wanda's powers like it was definitely mm. glowing more of an orange red when everything else was purple yeah, it looked orange, which I, I don't know if that's just the power emanating from the book itself. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of people yeah. pointed out that that might be the missing book from Doctor Strange, which was all hexes. Yes. Like, yeah. I went back and watched a few of the scenes in Doctor Strange. It doesn't look the same as the rest of the of the books that are in that uh, array right. of like the super powerful books or whatever. Right. Sure. She had the devil heads around there. Like if you looked at the thing real slow, and it kind of looked like the oh, same. Oh yeah, the ram. Yeah, it looked like the same stained glass that we watched in the Loki trailer a thousand times that I'll yep. never forget. That's burned in my memory. Um, but didn't the TSA <laughs> have something to do with keeping an eye on Nexus beings? TVA? TSA. TVA. Yeah. Yes, yeah. The, the TVA <laughs> Working uh, monitored Nexus beings to uh, make sure that they didn't fuck up the timeline. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Uh, which Interesting. makes, the, you know, that tracks. I think that uh, my, my theory that I am working more into is... Um, that 
Agatha has been kind of pulling strings and pushing uh, Wanda to kind of accept and understand her full power so that she can have a firm grasp on her power to fight the coming bad, uh, which could be lore. Uh, if you remember from the Scarlet Witch, I think it was in 94, the four-issue comic where Nexus beings were the, like, that was the whole plot is that an evil version of, uh, that or an evil Nexus being from a different reality that looked exactly like Wanda was mm-hmm. going around destroying other realities and, like, absorbing their power. Mm. And she had her sights set on 616. And Wanda and Agatha fought her off. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. There's and too many characters who took control of Wanda. Right? There's Kathan, there's Samhain, there's too many. <laughs> and, well, something that's interesting is that, uh, like, each Nexus being has their own power, like, their own, like, special ability, power, whatever, uh, based on their reality. And uh, the one that lore had from her reality is uh, necromancy, mm-hmm. basically raising the dead. Mm. Interesting. Bringing, bringing back dead people to fight against or to mess with the heroes. And I was huh. like, hold the phone, necromancy. <laughs> <Right>. But then <laughs> like, we also did that fly from the comics that you saw. Yes, yeah. That was either a fly or a cicada. It was a cicada. The, the cicada on the curtains uh, yep. looked exactly like the fly that Mephisto first showed up as mm-hmm. in the, or in the uh, 616 universe four billion years ago when yeah. he laid his maggots in the progenitor's goop. Yeah. Right. And those, you know, those mean what? Rebirth, transformation, and Im- immortality, the cicadas. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's right. a lot. So comics, comics, comics. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> all right. Let's choo see. Let's choo. see what the uh, let's see what everybody else is talking about. Thank you, Ash, for all those thoughts. It's <laughs> awesome. I, I there's so much. There's so much. Uh, and and in the comics especially, there's there like you said, there's a thousand ways that could, this could go. So I don't want us to go too far down any one rabbit hole. Um, let's uh, let's dive into what people are saying out there in the world. All right. John Litz, uh, one of our Patreon patrons, says, Crazy theory, short and sweet also. What if Mark Hamill is Nightmare? He voiced Nightmare in Ultimate Spider-Man and would certainly give us our Luke Skywalker status reveal. I doubt this will actually happen, but it would be so cool. (laughs) I love this. I love this as a theory. Like, it's such a, it would be such a wonderful troll if the Luke Skywalker level reveal that everyone's been talking about was luke skywalker um yeah, right, right? Like, it's <laughs> actually just luke skywalker. very silly um but yeah i don't i don't think uh i don't think that's the case but i love him as the joker i i think he's freaking awesome and has potential as a good villain so like i would be down for him yeah, as we already know like he's a good villain yeah yeah for sure if he if he was nightmare that would be a lot of fun um especially with nightmare being so um, rooted in Doctor Strange, like that would be that would be really cool to have more Mark Hamill showing up showing up all over the place. Um, I doubt it would happen. Yeah, I think he could he could probably be a really um, interesting Mephisto as well. Yeah, exactly. I think almost any of those cackling evil characters, like it's like yeah, I could see Mark Hamill stepping in as that. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, uh, do you need re- do you need a recast of Loki? I think Mark Hamill would be great for it. Yeah. For sure. Mark Hamill's awesome. Um, I, oh, we forgot the best casting choice, though. Bill Murray. 
That's true. We haven't talked about Bill Murray at all. That's dude. Bill Murray as Mephisto would be amazing. <laughs> Him step in it all would. like I don't know, sort of gentlemanly and like sort of that cold evil that he can sometimes pull off. Like I, it would be awesome. Yep. Yep. Freaking great. Uh, let's see. Next up, Marshall Naylor says, "Okay, that orange book at the end was the missing one from Doctor Strange, right? I'm not going crazy or more crazy. Also, stop, people. The missing kid means nothing." Says the guy talking about an orange book. Marshall, <laughs> is he just talking about missing kid, as in the missing on the kids? milk carton? Oh, oh, I don't, I don't even know about that one. Tell me about what's what's the missing kids say. When when Wanda's reality was changing around her and she was getting her bowl of cereal. The almond milk changed into regular ass dairy milk, moo cow milk, um, and had a missing kid picture on the back of it. And it was like purposely very blurry. Okay. Yeah. Well, that that could just be a call out to the missing kids on milk cartons of the era. But also, Mm -hmm. this is shortly around the time where her kids go missing. So that seems like a pretty obvious connection. Yeah. What if if the missing uh, kid is her childhood like if, what if it was a picture of her in her youth and her childhood is missing from her memory or it could have been uh young vision because <laughs> he doesn't remember his life before westview the kid looked like he had like a bowl cut so maybe <laughs> yeah i think i think the fact that the two kids are actively disappearing at that moment is probably the closest connection we're going to get right yeah all they did in this episode was try to tell us what was going to happen. Yeah, they really did. And and that's such a spooky thing. The kids are just gone and we don't see them again yeah. this episode. Um, yep. But anyway, Marshall's not getting at that. He's talking about this book from Dr. Trange, which you mentioned earlier. Uh, you don't think it looks like the book. No. Is that right? No, the, the books that were uh, in that, in that rack were all like, they were larger and had like a, a metal frame around them and then a, a symbol right in the center that was glowing. Like just that symbol in the center was glowing. This one uh, was a bit more intricate with like the, the designs going over the whole of the book and it, it looked a little bit, um, little bit different. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I think it still could be a version of that book or a version from the multiverse or whatever. Uh, it could be something like that, but yeah, I, I, I still don't know in, in, they don't mention that or anything. It's just that there's a space missing, right? In, in doctor, in doctor strange, there's just I a book so. missing. Like it's, we, we all have been looking into that for years, but it could just be the fact that like someone is somebody checked it out. Yeah. Someone is actively reading that book. <laughs> the, the, a, 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 a you know, it is a library. Yeah, it is a library that these people are studying these books. So it's very possible that like Wong is like over there reading the book or something. Um, or right. whoever, <laughs> Deep, deep bunks. <laughs> the fact debunked. that it is a library kind of debunks this whole missing book theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, now, it is neat, and it, it, it clearly they did it on purpose to make us all freak out and think about it. And also, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., shortly thereafter, we got the Darkholds showed up, and so people thought that might be the missing book. Um, so, yes, forever we will be thinking about what that missing book is, but the truth is, it might just be that someone is reading it. <laughs> <laughs> obviously it's the necronomicon it uh, jumped to a different universe and 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 um, sam raimi's gonna bring it back uh yeah and, sam raimi's <laughs> bringing it back from multiverse of madness dude if ash <laughs> shows Invoke up in multiverse name. of madness oh yeah 
Let's let let's oh, let Bruce baby. Campbell as Ash <laughs> join the he MCU. He could be Mephisto. That's my vote. Ooh, oh, he yes. would be a great Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Bruce Campbell as Mephisto. Yeah, if Chins could talk. <sighs> yes, I'm a hundred percent on board with that. That's so good. I saw a uh, a picture, like one of those half face pictures, of like half of it was Bruce Campbell and the other half was Mister Sinister, and I was like, Ooh. "Oh, it would be so good!" <laughs> like, I really like that idea. Yeah, but really, I just want Bruce Campbell in the in the verse. Well, I feel somewhere. like he's gonna be. I mean, Sam Raimi doesn't make a movie without putting him in at least one scene, so expect it. Yeah, right. Sure. If anything, at least he's gonna be in Mom. Yeah, yeah, he's he's at least going to be a mom, but like I want him for a while. I'd love Bruce Campbell to show up; be great. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking on it, what if he was an older Simon Williams? Sure, like an older version of of Simon Williams, mm-hmm. Wonder Man from the comics. That would work too. Well, we saw all of the we saw all of the pictures of or no, all the, the posters, um, the posters. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 had Nathan Fillion sort of background cast as Wonder Man or Simon Williams, uh, but that no, those, those shots never made it into the movie. Right. And, like, that, Guardians 2 happened, like, far longer ago, so, you know, the, the Simon Williams character could be a little bit older now and would be, you know, might be Bruce Campbell levels, Right. Sure. It'd be mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, a I'd lot of people are that. speculating about Wonder Man. Um, there's some like set photos from some some of the featurettes. You can see like some pictures of Wonder Man on the back walls yep. and stuff. Like that could just be because they're in an office where they're thinking about what they're going to do with Wonder Man in the future. But it could be uh, since he is the in the comics the brain uh, pattern that Vision is based on. Like a, a lot of people are speculating Wonder Man could step in. Everyone's point. saying in the chat um, that Bruce Campbell is currently in London right now, which is where they're filming Mom. So, I knew it. I, know. I knew it. But, <laughs> uh, um, but he also, like, Raimi does all these movies. Usually he's the, he's an editor. He does production. Like, he's always working with him on that stuff. And then he's always like, what's the absolute worst role I could put you in that's going to make you horribly uncomfortable and you're going to hate it and that's what you're going to do. <laughs> so the chances of that happening are very high. <laughs> Oof. Yep. Well, all right. Let's see. Next up, Thomas McNeil. Oh, man. Thomas, we yeah. haven't talked to Thomas in a while. Hey, Thomas. Uh, he says, gents, I've been loving this show and love how you guys have been covering it. Big fan of having a producer for the show. They add a ton. Keep it up. Right. Hey. There's high praise for Ashley. Oh, there. thanks. And Matthew, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Ashley and Matthew. Both. Matthew. Sorry. <laughs> I just, you know, Ashley loves to, she's like Mephisto. She loves the hype for herself. I can't get enough. <laughs> I'm such a Scorpio. Keep telling me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Thomas says, man, oh man, I'm loving the super connectivity of having Jimmy Woo and Darcy. Not to be greedy, but I wish we got a S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show character as well. What if the big bad that everyone thinks is Mephisto is actually Mordo from Doctor Strange? The instinger of Doctor Strange was Mordo starting a mission of trying to rid the world of sorcerers slash magic. This theory would help set up Doctor Strange 2, and who knows, maybe Mephisto would still be involved and Mordo is working against Mephisto, or maybe Mordo made a deal with him to help him get rid of the world, or to help rid the world of sorcerers. Keep up the great work, Tom. Mm. That would be interesting. Yeah. 
Mordo make a deal with Mephisto, af- especially after he uh, he was so adamant against uh, against uh, oh, the Ancient One with her um, timelessness from Dormammu. Like, uh, let's see, Caecilius called her a hypocrite, and Mordo was like real pissed off when he found out that she had been uh, taking power from Dormammu. To- right, which. Stretch her life. Clearly, he wants to st- he wants to stop sorcerers, but I'd, I'd be hard to imagine him teaming up with Mephisto, since like his whole thing was he was hating on. Um, like, if he's teaming up with Mephisto, I have a feeling he doesn't know it. Like, maybe he's teaming up with someone he thinks is someone else, and then that's the twist: is that he's been doing the same thing that the ancient one was doing, which is drawing power from you know the dark side, mm-hmm. right? And that's, I mean, that's kind of Mephisto's shtick, too, is like, um, you know, make people, make people take on a deal that they don't really understand uh, and maybe don't even know that it's with him. And then he's just like, ha ha, it was me the whole time. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, oh, no. Like he did to Daredevil. Poor Daredevil. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. When he was the lady, yeah, he was the was lady. Like, Make it out with him. <laughs> <He's>, surprise! Surprise! <laughs> it was me the whole time. <laughs> You're not that chaste. <laughs> there was a comic book where Daredevil makes out with a lady, and he finds out it's Mephisto. Yeah, he changes like in the middle of it, and he's like, Yeesh. "Gotcha, bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, gotcha, bitch confirmed. Um, gotcha, bitch confirmed. <laughs> Lydia Laufeyson says, OMG, guys, love that reveal, but I don't think she's the big bad. It looks like she has the Darkhold from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I knew she killed Sparky, and what will her purple wiggly woos do to Wanda and Monica? And then, uh, laughing emoji, Vision and Darcy to the rescue? <laughs> and that male voice behind the camera, is that Mephisto? <laughs> love you guys, 3000 from England. I honestly thought that was just Catherine Hahn doing like a deeper voice and they messed with it because it sounds like her. It's absolutely Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone was saying it's, it was a male voice. It's not. It's just Catherine Hahn doing this. Yeah. She's or, like, do they, you they think might that have it's used, your fault? <laughs> exactly. You think that it's your fault? It's like, it's definitely just someone doing that. Or they could have pitch shifted it down with an actual technology, but it seemed yeah. pretty much just like. It, it definitely sounds like Catherine Hahn. She's a really good voice actor, and, and she sang her own theme song. Like, she's just the greatest. Yeah. Oh, I love her so much. <laughs> I love that initial, like, the initial the, pan oh. on her when she's like, <gasps> And how good is she at putting her finger up? Like, she has the most intriguing shh. Yeah. very, very, I love it. She's really, I think that's what got her the role. They're like, show <laughs> us your best shh. And she's Show like, oh, you want to see a good shush? Watch this. She just has like, such a like, she's like a consummate a actor. Like she's just got this real like strong and, and, and the role she's playing here is very campy and over the top at times. And it just, she actually nails it, you know, and it's yeah. really easy for that to come off stupid, but she nails it. I love it. I love it so much. Yep. 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 It's great that Lydia Laufeyson mentioned the purple wiggly woos because that's that's something that I uh, I pitched in the Strand of Panda chat recently. Is like if you look, Wanda outside of her house has red roses, 
mm-hmm. we see a brief, like, split-second clip of Dottie out in her front yard uh, tending to her roses, which are all yellow. And then in mm. the stinger for this episode, we see Monica walking outside of Agnes's house, and all of her flowers out there are purple. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, so, like, I wonder if Dottie might be a like a yellow witch, quote unquote, yeah, um, or a a sorceress who uh, her power manifests as yellow wiggly woos. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want to just get this feedback because it's something you agree with? Smalley Biggs ninety five says, "I think Dottie's true identity is Arcana Jones from Squadron Supreme." Yes, yes, that so is the moon theory. Glow? Moon glow, yeah. Moon glow. We could be getting a better version of Justice League in Squadron Supreme. Ooh. I did not include this feedback because it was uh, there were, I, again can't get to everything this week. Someone uh, mentioned someone from comics named Kale something Kale. Uh, she's a blonde witch who guarded the opening of the Nexus or something like that, and she oh, yeah. and she looked pretty and like somebody was saying that could be Dotty. Um, There's a lot Man of us blonde witches the... out there though. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I thought Man Thing was the guardian of the nexus of all realities. I don't know. She could, I don't know what she. I, like I said, I didn't include the feedback because I was <laughs> reading lots of feedback, so I don't remember exactly what he was doing. She was doing. That's fair. Had something to do with the nexus, though, of all realities. So Is it Jennifer okay. Kale. That sounds like the one. She was. Oh, she was a supporting character. She's a supporting character in Man Thing. There we there go. Oh, yeah. there you go. There it is. Nailed it. So someone was saying that uh, she might be. Uh, she might be that character of Dottie. Um, okay, I, I'm sorry I did not get your name. I did not include your feedback because we didn't have, have the time, but I just had to mention, throw it out there. Arcana Jones, though, was married to Philip Jones, which that is the same name as, um, as what is applied to her, to Dottie's husband in, um, in the WandaVision oh, Westview in the world? world. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Interesting. Phil Copter is his like real name. Phil Copter is playing, um, or no, Harold Copter. Harold Copter is playing Phil Jones, but Philip Jones is his name in comics. So, is which character's husband? Uh, Arcana's husband. Okay, so that definitely seems like they're intentionally leading us there. And if the mm-hmm. show has done any, <laughs> has as the show up till now has been any evidence, that's probably on purpose, and that's probably just what's going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of so has me, to be. Give me thirty seconds. Who is Arcana? Uh, she is effectively the Marvel version of of uh, Satana or Zatanna, the DC character. Marvel decided that they wanted to do a riff on Justice League and made an alternate reality, like from a different part of the multiverse, a different reality version of Justice League as the Squadron Supreme. And Arcana is the variant or whatever the the analog of Zatanna. Uh, Zatanna, yeah. And she dresses like Black Canary, but has power similar to Zatanna. Um, She's basically just a sorceress. Another magic user would make sense for her to fit into the story. Okay, cool. Right. And I think that they could be posing her as uh, a Nexus being from that other reality. Okay. So we might have a a convergence of Nexus (sighs) beings. We have this idea of Nexus that they definitely introduced with that ad. But the question is like... Was that just a nod to like Nexus from the comics and they're not even going to touch on it? Are they talking about Nexus beings or are they talking about the Nexus, which is like this connection between realities, which I understand that there's some crossover there. It could be all three or it could be some portion of all three or it could be none of that. It could just be like 
a name for a thing they use to be a like kind of Easter egg for comics fans. Well, mm. the thing that I'm thinking of is, or the thing that I'm thinking of that, that kind of leads me to this is in that Scarlet Witch comic number four um, from '94, whenever it was, uh, the the villain in their big, you know, villain monologue <laughs> was like. She she talked about how she took over different realities throughout the multiverse when she was uh, uh, when she was consuming them. Is she had her minions go out and drive everyone in that reality crazy? Or um, I think she specifically said the word "drive them mad." Uh, so I was like, "Wait a minute! Multiverse of Madness is the next right. thing that's coming okay. up." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that might be what's going on. We might get evil Wanda. Elizabeth Olsen might just play an evil version of Wanda, mm. you know, similar to that because Laura like looked exactly like Wanda in the face. She was like, oh, you're me, but I'm me. And uh, like, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So that's, was, that's uh, Laura. Laura's <laughs> a evil Wanda from the multiverse, basically who goes right, around making right. people mad. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Th- these are all the, you know, I just don't want to like leave. <laughs> We're having these discussions, and and obviously pretty deep in the comic stuff. Put it all on the board, man. Yeah, put it all on the board. But I just don't want to leave anybody like wondering what we're talking about because I don't know what we're talking about. I don't follow the comics as closely. I'm a I'm a MCU guy. Um, Yeah, (laughs) let's see what Lauren Waters has to say. Lauren Waters says, hello, all I will try to keep this short and sweet. I know we've all been trying to figure out what happened to the twins, and I think I may have an idea. When Wanda first notices their absence, she clues into Agatha's rabbit and a bright green cicada on the curtains. Billy was petting the rabbit earlier, and Tommy was dressed in a bright green tracksuit. Could Agatha have turned them into aminals? Wow. (laughs) Wow. You sound like me. I know, right? I'm just... Nailing it today. Is that, is that just Monster Energy drink you're drinking there? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> like it's aminals, you know? I like, like aminals. <laughs> Could Agatha have turned them into animals to be able to lure Wanda into the basement? If this is the case, it definitely makes Agatha holding the rabbit at the end of the episode way more sinister. Have a great week, Lauren. Mm. Thanks for that, Lauren. You just kind of like ruined all of my emotions. Yeah. <laughs> Agatha holding the child... And and stroking the bunny like yeah. this is your child right here. I've turned into a rabbit for my own amusement. The only, the only problem with that is Mr. Scratchy has been in a lot of episodes, so I don't. Senior Scratchy. I'm sorry, Senior Scratchy has been in a lot of episodes, so I don't know if it would be the same. Is it the same rabbit? Are we saying there's two rabbits? Is it she's somehow converting children into rabbits and then doing something else with them? I don't know. Well. <laughs> You're going to like this one. Um, Julie brings up the theory, Julie, my wife, um, brings up the theory that like, it's great that Emma Caulfield is there as Dottie in this because uh, if it if it is multiple bunnies, if it is multiple rabbits, then we get that uh, we get the Buffy callback Buffy. of like, it could be bunnies. Yeah. And, and for those of you who are not Buffy fans, uh, there's a music, uh, well, not even even before the musical version uh, or episode of Buffy, there's a, Emma Caulfield, the lady playing Dottie in this, plays a character who is, uh, named Anya who is scared of bunnies. She's a demon, uh, a vengeance demon who's brought into being a, a, a real girl again and then sort of like becomes a main character. Uh, but even though she's a demon and has been through all the like multiverse of demons, she still really fears bunnies and it's very, very funny. She's like, they're <laughs> scheming. You can see it. They're beady little eyes. Why? What do they need such good eyesight for anyway? <laughs> yeah. 
What's with all the carrots? That's where that's from the musical. What's with all the carrots? What do they need such yeah. good eyesight for anyway? So good. Oh, that's so funny. Um, but you know, mentioning bunnies, if if you look at the at Dennis the mailman in this episode, mm-hmm. his uniform says Presto on it, and he's got a rabbit on his hat. Oh, really? That's the logo. Yeah. Yeah. He always seemed like he was a little bit more aware of what was going on. Like he's on Agnes's side. The more we watch, the more it seemed like almost every character you encounter uh, that that gets much screen time is in on it in some way Uh, or not in on it necessarily, but somewhat aware of what's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Herb seems pretty aware, even though, you know, of something uh, when he when he's like asking uh, her if she needs him to do anything differently or whatever. Like he's Mm -hmm. they all seem like they're playing their roles almost deliberately at this point. Um, mm-hmm. At least Herb, uh, Dottie, uh, the mailman, um, like they all, they all seem, I mean, definitely uh, Quicksilver, like they all mm-hmm. have that, that element to them. Uh, there's a few who don't. Um, Norm seems like he's totally involved in his character until Vision touches his temple and then he's out outside of it. So yeah, I, I don't know how many characters they're going to make in on it or if they're all in on it somehow or if, you know, well, I don't know. Hmm. I'm going to call it now. Dennis the Mailman is the blue wizard. Oh, God. They, mm. all, have, they all have colors, yes. right? Yeah, for sure. There Monica's, it is. Monica's technically blue. Her eyes are blue. Uh, I think she's the whole spectrum. <laughs> right. Oh. Well, she does <laughs> that. She does seem I like see what you did there. she's able to adapt. Like, whatever the color of her eyes changes depending on what... Now it changes depending on what like energy she's encountering. So this purple when she's encountering uh, Ag- Agatha's magic there at the end, it was uh, it was like white earlier when she was fighting. Uh, it seems like her magic maybe or her whatever power seems to be actually white maybe because she mm-hmm. like converted Wanda's energy into white to like cushion her fall. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how she's gonna manifest her power even if she knows that she has power right I don't think she does I think this well she's starting to I think she's starting to realize it like strange things are happening but it seems subconscious at this point yep yeah um yep so another thing okay god I have so many theories let's just keep going yeah <laughs> yeah we're not gonna make I'll put it on the board yeah put it on the board we 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 got to say our hour and a half piece last week let's uh let's let's yeah. get through I didn't more get to say it off Matt <laughs> Let's extend this. Do you can you can turn on your mic any day and just do a little solo up. Go for it. <laughs> okay, okay. Run through all the theories. Like, yeah. okay, here's the one I'm building now. <laughs> just like erase the whiteboard, start another one. Yeah. Here, okay. All right. So we got this. Infinity stones to witches. Uh, Reco Jet says, I don't think Wanda makes it out of the series alive. The version in the multiverse of madness we will see will be an alternate version. Ooh, like what if you're right about mm-hmm. this lore idea and there's about an evil lore. evil version of Wanda, but it's just that she becomes that. Maybe maybe this version has to be defeated or something for her to enter the world. Like maybe that's some sort of twist on the Nexus beings or something. Um, or, you know, I don't know, like, or, or maybe she just is. Maybe she's dead and then like Vision has to go up against this alternate reality version of her. Or, you know, of course, Doctor Strange. Oh, that reminds me of the What If series when Doctor Strange was fighting his dark self. Yeah. Mm. That kind of, uh, ooh. 
Yeah, in the, See, in the what now, if. Now I'm thinking that trailer. that what if is gonna is gonna play into the whole multiverse thing a lot more yeah. than just than what we were originally anticipating. Oh, I'm very much anticipating that to be the case. They've basically said that it's uh, it is it is the the watcher watching the multiverse, you know. So it's yeah. it, it, that's how it is technically MCU content. It's not just just a completely out of nowhere cartoon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. <laughs> If it were separate like that and, and just an out-of-nowhere cartoon, we could just watch it and turn our MCU linking brains off for a, a brief moment No, and just do we enjoy wanna, a cartoon. Do we want to do that? No. I don't want to do that. Uh, let's, I'm not going let's to. Let's go. We're going to need to uh, turn it up to speed round, I think, if we're going to make it through this in the last few pages of feedback. All right, before we go any further, let's get a word from our sponsor. Our sponsor today is Ritual. You know, we deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bio-available forms your body can actually use. Uh, You won't find any sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, or artificial colorants. Plus, the fresh taste, oh that fresh taste, and delayed release capsule make taking your vitamins easy. I really, really dig Ritual, you guys. Um, I, I've talked about it with all these different products. My ADHD brain is so scratched just right by having these products delivered right to my door on a schedule, and I just it just becomes part of my life. Just another thing that is good for me that I can do every day. Um, so if you're looking for a good way to get a multivitamin, if you're like me and you have a hard time remembering to buy them, remembering to put them in your house, uh, these are great. And not only that, they really go above and beyond uh, to source their materials properly. You'll always know what nutrients you're taking and where they come from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. You can go right on the website and you can actually track where all their ingredients come from. Pretty cool. And they are all in bioavailable forms, so your body actually breaks them down and uses them. So, you can get your multivitamin game on point and support this podcast by going over to ritual.com slash mcucast. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash mcucast to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash mcucast to start your ritual today. Uh, speed round? Let's speed round. Speed round. Speed round. Uh, Glenn Kessler says, let's not forget the Doctor Strange was snapped and the time stone was vaporized for half a decade leading up to the events of WandaVision. All of the realities were vulnerable for a crazy long time. The Ancient One didn't even want her time stone missing for an instant. I think certainly this was a time when dark forces like Agatha could have mustered their energy and plotted all kinds of schemes. Alliances forming, deals being made, artifacts being procured. Dormammu, Loki, and Baron Mordo, if unsnapped, plotting revenge. I think all of these are going to reach a head in Doctor Strange 2, Loki, and Phase 4. Bring on the magic and multiverse. I think WandaVision will prove to just be the appetizer. A powerful witch preying on a young, underdeveloped, grieving one. I love this feedback, Glenn. And Me it's too. a yes. really great point that like Doctor Strange was snapped and that the time stone wasn't around because that's five years of these dark forces amassing 
their armies and, and preparing for whatever invasion. And then suddenly the unsnap happens and, and you know, the universe is put back and now they're like ready to, ready to take down this universe. That's, yeah. It's, it's now a powder keg. It's yeah. about to yeah. explode. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yep. And then, I mean, the time stone being gone is like a perfect opportunity for Dormammu to renege on his bargain. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Joey says, when Agatha brings Wanda in her home after getting into that fight with Monica, Wanda sees the half-finished plates of food and a TV playing Yo Gabba Gabba. What does this mean, you may ask? It means Yo Gabba Gabba exists in both our real-life universe and the MCU. Do you know who starred in Yo Gabba Gabba? Jack Black. Therefore, confirming that Jack Black is Mephisto. Let me know what you think and keep up the great work. I would love that so much too. Oh, I yeah. love especially after him playing a an anti devil person in the Pick of Destiny. <laughs> yeah, like this is that's Jazz. No wait, Dave Grohl. <laughs> this is straight up up uh, Jack Black's alley. Like like a Mephisto yeah. dark demon character in the MCU. That's like fun. I don't know. That seems absolutely up Jack Black's alley. Uh, it does. I really am curious who the, who they'll cast and like if they'll go with something very serious or if they're going to go with some sort of stunt thing like where we keep speculating about the ridiculous. God, yeah. I hope so. Are they going to make him the, the cackling madman or are they going to make him the sinister schemey kind of guy that right. uh, like Al Pacino would be great for? Yeah, exactly. No idea. No idea. Steve Abramowitz says, guys, okay, okay, okay. At the 1632 mark, 16 minutes, 32 seconds mark of episode five of WandaVision, Wu gives Monica the look. Same look Talos gives when he tells Fury he'll be okay after the flurkin rips out his eye. I'm calling the shot now. Wu is Talos. Why else would a Scott Lang failed FBI agent show up from San Francisco in New Jersey to overlook an Avenger like Wanda and work with Swords Rambo? Because he's looking out for her like good Uncle Talos would, right? 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 Secret invasion, baby! <laughs> Love you guys. Congratulations on moving up the charts. Only took some content to boost y'all. You rock! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Talos. What do you think? Wu is Talos. I don't know about that. Wu's too busy <laughs> being <know>. Fury. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, Talos is too busy being Fury, you mean? <laughs> yeah. You said Wu. Right. I was like, what? Yeah. That's a you crazy right. theory. No. <laughs> Talos isn't Wu. Wu is Talos. <laughs> yeah. That's the real magic. <laughs> I thought that was a I thought that was just a fun theory. Um and you know, it makes sense that yeah, Talos could be uh, Talos could be the engineer. We've, so we've said that over and over. Or his daughter could be the engineer. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely possible that she has some scroll connections going on. And Darcy has been speculated as a scroll a lot too. So you know that mm. that that could be to have the Talos connection. Do you think if a a scroll got uh, brought into the hex, if they would forget that they were or like have their mind wiped or whatever that they were supposed to be taking on the part of this person and like shift out of that and into a different persona or like no maybe clue. they would unshift. Yeah. No clue. No clue. Would they, would they be like, which personality would they match? Like uh Quicksilver says that she's making sure people's personalities are pretty close to their regular personalities. Which personality mm-hmm. would they be matching the like personality that they're inhabiting or the actual alien I don't know. And how would he know that? That still bugs me. Like, how did 
that version of Pietro know what these people were like before they were controlled in the town? Yeah, well, that's because it's not Pietro, it's Mephisto. Yeah, it's totally Mephisto. Could be Mephisto, it could be the fact that... Agnes told him? Agatha could have, like, implanted all those memories for him, grabbed him from the multiverse, uh, gave him all the, all the, gave him all the ways to act. She could be in control of him the whole time. We just don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, Keith Prava says, Hey guys, I love your show and ideas and would like to hear your thoughts on a few questions. It is hard to remember that Spider-Man Far From Home will take place after this WandaVision event, but have we considered that even though Hayward is a dick, maybe there's a bigger threat that is still space-related? Have we considered the why Hayward needs to use Vision enough? I... No, and yes, it is It is all of those things. Yeah, well, I think the, uh, yeah. the idea... like." Even if there's not a specific threat right now, like they've been through five years of hell because of space threats, and Sword as an organization has just been building up to try to defend them. Um, and so I, I think that yes, like that's possible that Hayward being a dick is sort of justified, but it's still uh, it's still his like not sharing information is suspicious. And, and I mean, I guess yeah. you could say he's not sharing information because people like Monica and Wu seem like they're. Um, sympathies lie with Wanda and he's like, no, she's a sentient weapon. Like, no, we have to, mm-hmm. uh, we have to, we, she's one of the people we're protecting the world against, you know? And, and it also looks like she did him a huge favor by putting, you know, vision back together, at least inside the hex. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. He's like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. He's been working on rebuilding him and then suddenly he's moving again. Maybe yeah. he has some kind of control on him, and that's what he's going to release in the next episode. We launched today. Yeah. And it's frigging Vision. I really think that they they might be launching White Vision, like the white version yeah. of Vision, to kind of be like a an Ultron replacement. Or like a, a real, like what Ultron was meant to be. Do you think our Vision will turn into that, or that they made another? I don't think they made another. Maybe they put in a subroutine, and they're and they're trying to like force that to activate. <sighs> and her and Agnes have to work together to try to change him back because he's going to take out. He's going to burn down the whole town. Oh, dark! <laughs> it's it's mm. going to be a hell of a fight. Put it on the board. Yeah, put it on the board. I will say we we've seen we've seen footage from later in the se- series, like from all the trailers, where it's like you know Vision and Wanda flying up as themselves to fight whatever force is coming. So I have a feeling whatever force is something different than vision we've seen. Um, they've had five years. Like, I think they absolutely could have engineered vision bots or, or, or you know, back traced what Ultron should have been and created them to go take down West, to take down Westview. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, Keith also says, also during the Nexus commercial, the ad asked us to call your doctor (laughs) and ask about Nexus, which is very common in the real life commercials. But I kept thinking the ad was referring to Dr. Strange. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Uh, Last, I loved Agatha's musical reveal. And of course, you talked about the dog killing. I just remembered that killing your dog was part of the Hydra initiation on S.H.I.E.L.D., Maybe a shield universe exists, and she is from a twisted Hydra experiment. Uh, I, that's real dark. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's unrelated, but it is kind of a fun connection. The idea mm-hmm. that she could be a uh, like was this was not her dog. This was their dog, and killing a dog is just universally an evil thing. So it's just like <laughs> it's just oh, them noting oh, the evil. But what if it's a fake magic dog? 
still not okay. Still not okay. Still kind of rough. Mm, yeah. Can't. Also, fake uh, magic yeah. kids, but you know, still rough. Oh, that's okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's so rough. <laughs> so rough. 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 Uh, no dogs. No cats. Kids only. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yep. Oh, wow. More producer Ashley versus children <laughs> content. Uh, we give feedback about more. We need more producer Ashley talking about murdering kids. That's what we. When yep. we're not Our talking about lacking. witches anymore. When we're not talking about witches anymore, it might just disappear. We'll see. <laughs> but, you know, sticking with the theme. <laughs> I love your cackle. Hers is the best. Like, I wish I could do that so bad. I would do it all the time. Yeah, it's real good. (laughs) Real, real good. And the last thing that Keith says, okay, the last one is definitely a stretch, but ever since episode three, I can't stop theorizing everything. I even knocked over a box of mac and cheese and began wondering if the way it fell over meant something until I snapped back to reality. (laughs) (laughs) I have definitely been in that situation where I'm like, so involved in whatever content that I'm consuming that like I legitimately start to let it bleed into my life. (laughs) Yep. Oh man. I was watching the queen's gambit recently, like for the first time ever and found myself like doing the same thing that I do with WandaVision where I'm just like, it's, and then, but what about, and I'm like, stop, stop. It's it's not that kind of show. show. Just not that kind (laughs) of show. Um, Yeah. So funny. That show looked crazy. I walked by Ken when he was watching it, and I look over, and she's just shoving handfuls of pills in her mouth out of a candy jar. I was like, "What the hell are you watching?" He's <laughs> like, "Queen's Gambit." I was like, "Oh, didn't know Titanic. that's what this was about." <laughs> show's yeah. different than I realized. Yeah. It's about chess. I thought it was about chess. Tic Tacs. He's like, "Nope, <laughs> nope, no, they are not." Anyway, MCO, sorry. No, it's fine. I, I took us down this rabbit hole. Yeah. All right, we got two more for this, and then we'll get to the things in the in this in the live chat. I have a awesome. lot from the chat. Awesome. I'm overwhelmed. Okay. Nobody's <laughs> <laughs> just whelmed. It's over uh, or under. Ryan Gar says, "Hey guys, long time listener, first time theorizer." As the old adage goes. It's never <laughs> okay. Yeah. He says, "So, so here's my Agatha theory." When she was posing as the interviewer behind the camera as Wanda was fully breaking down, Agatha asked if this is what Wanda deserves. That tells me that Agatha had some personal beef with Wanda and has been messing with her out of spite all along. Considering Mm. that we now know that Hayward was trying to resurrect Vision, I think it was his plan for Wanda to retrieve the body and reanimate him. What he didn't realize is that Wanda is a magical being beyond his and her own control. Wanda tried to simply resurrect Vision, but accidentally created this pocket reality with everyone in the surrounding area having their physical and mental form rewritten. This is where Agatha comes in. I believe her family lived in Westview and that Wanda had rewritten her son, Nicholas Scratch, into a rabbit, Senor Scratchy. Because Agatha is a magical gal and perhaps a nexus being, she never had her mind wiped and never accepted this reality and essentially endured the loss of her son at the hands of Wanda. This is where she decides to start manipulating the Hex to eventually get revenge by taking Wanda's kids. This may not be Mephisto-y enough for it to be (laughs) true, but I would love to know what you think. Thanks for creating this space for nerds to nerd to our heart's desire, Ryan Guar. Hey, thank you, Ryan. I like it. I like the idea <laughs> that uh, Agatha got caught up in the hex and she's also just happens to be a magical uh, being who got caught up in this craziness and she's using her like more skilled, maybe less powerful, but more skilled abilities as a witch to like take to take revenge. 
Yeah, like, why would somebody say it's a wonder? Do you think that this is something that you deserve? Just to mess with her more. That's rude AF. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's rough. It could be just to it could be just to poke the bear a little bit, but it could be something more sinister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just just wait till we get the monologue. Nothing. Did it look like there was entryway, like more entryways in that dungeon of hers? Like, <laughs> what would you like to call it? <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 Hey. No, I, I said on Friday's back. episode that I was like, I don't want the sex dungeon. I don't like it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll reword that. It looked like it might be passageways into different realities, maybe in the basement. Like that I could be the next again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mortal Kombat Annihilation when they had the different tunnels they could go through? Yep. Oh, Jesus. Don't. Let's <laughs> I, not talk about that. I do. I do. But other than the, the Mortal Kombat connection that's clearly they're, they're pushing for, uh, I, I think that it's just... <laughs> I mean, you know, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is coming. It's basically Mortal Kombat. Right? Your children's souls are mine. Mortal Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat confirmed, guys. Um, Thor is Raiden. Thor (gasps) is Raiden. Ah, it's totally. totally We've got Jax is clearly uh, Winter Soldier. Yep. Got the metal arm. Metal arm arm situation. Natasha is definitely Sonya Blade. Oh, yeah. Sonya Blade all day. Um, Nathan Fillion is Johnny. <laughs> yeah, no, Wonder Man is Johnny. Like, that's yeah. not bad. That's not bad. Um, oh, God. All right. Well, we, we solved it, guys. This is all leading up to, you know, people have speculated about when we would finally get to multiverse crossovers, big things like Marvel versus DC. But clearly, they're just, just skipping over Marvel versus DC altogether, and we're going to get Marvel versus Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat? <laughs> yeah. I, I would play that game. I would watch that show. <laughs> uh, uh, so we've talked about the MCU and how, like, now that they're letting in Spider-Man and the Sony stuff, is it going to get too contaminated? But if they make those like Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation canon to the MCU, I think this podcast would be over. <laughs> like, I, think, <laughs> I think we might be done. <laughs> yeah. There's very little things they could do in like one shot to kill the podcast because I love doing this podcast. Uh, but we might not be a Marvel podcast anymore if they like. <laughs> yeah, but that, that might be the silver bullet <laughs> that really, just takes us out. It kills the show. They like bring the Mortal Kombat verse and make it canon. I'm like, mm, nope, sorry. Mm, no. This is done. Nope, I'm out. We're done. Listen, it depends on how many times they play that song. I'm kind of addicted to it. <laughs> I love the Mortal Kombat song. It's pretty great. Oh, I thought you meant Agatha all along. I mean,. Yeah, both of them. It's been Mortal Kombat all along. Of course, the way this show's okay. been going, even if I don't want it to happen, when it happens, I'll like love it because they just do You're it with such it. style. You're like the execution was perfect. Yeah, yeah they I didn't, used I didn't the like right this idea. Palette. Yeah, I didn't want it to be the Mortal Kombat universe, but man, when they did it, I just I was it sold me. You know. <laughs> Everybody gets or like for every. Sorry, there's an infinity stone, a witch, a cyborg, and a ninja of every color, right? Yep. We got purple, blue, yellow, okay. And and one of the ten rings as well, the rings, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 you can't forget the ten rings. You can't leave the rings out of this. Each one has to have a color, and the colors clearly, if you're the same color, it just means you are definitely connected in the movies. It has nothing to do with picking a visual language and us only having like seven colors to choose from. Right. Right. <laughs> Cam D. Cash and, and 
And the chat's like, sports, basketball. Yeah, that term is for me. That's my term. You guys don't have that kind of power. <laughs> All right. Well, they, they, okay, moving on. They do. <laughs> so let's get the last one in. Ashley, you, you were talking about the, um, the, the Mortal Kombat feel before we got down this tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, for the dungeon, what, what, did you have more that you wanted to uh, expand upon there? Not, no, just like. But if that's entry, like she has some kind of way to jump through the multiverses or next or something down there. I don't know. Yeah, just that's, it out there. that's definitely how I took it was that that dungeon like she goes down there because it's not just one in, she goes in, into the entrance and it looks like there's multiple little archways and doors. And to mm-hmm. me, that is like and with the nexus connection, like I think that is some sort of multiverse nexus under her house. And she's mm-hmm. and she has access she to the multiverse. Like, come and go as she pleases. Right. Makes me think that she went and got Quicksilver. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah. she's not stuck in there. Right. Oh, she might not be stuck in, in Westview at all. She might be there, uh, yeah, doing whatever she's got to do. Yeah, I like it. Mm. Okay. Last one. I like it. Matt Roberts says, the thing that really blew my mind in this episode was the reveal of Agatha Harkness. We can officially call her that now. Seeming to have conjured Pietro all by herself. I'm so lost on this now. If it was Agatha con- conjuring Pietro, then why use the Fox version of Quicksilver? Unless... Agatha got Pietro there and then did some mind control magic on him. I feel we're getting closer, but Marvel keeps teasing us by moving the complete answer further out of reach, even though we're getting answers. And I am all here for it. Right? Like, we always say Marvel lie to me. Also, Marvel keep misdirecting me. Just keep me confused. Right. Marvel keep me in a, in a state of knowing nothing like a little baby. Just keep, <laughs> just keep moving that goalpost on Yeah, me. yeah. It's like a little little baby. <laughs> Hold the football there and then jerk it away like like you're Lucy. I, and I'm just trying to kick it. Yep, exactly. Marvel will keep being my Lucy. That's what I want. Yep. Marvel will be my Lucy. <laughs> uh, wow. Did you notice that line from Wanda, maybe I already am, when Monica pleaded with her not to be made the villain? All along, Agnes has appeared suddenly with exactly what Wanda needs to make the family happy. What if Agnes's reveal as Agatha Harkness happened at that moment because, whether intentionally or subconsciously, Wanda realized she needed a villain to deflect the guilt she was being made to feel, which she feels will bring her and Vision back together to fight against for the children. And at the end, it is revealed that Wanda was pulling the strings behind this twist all along. That would answer why Agatha would reveal herself at this moment. I know it's still probably Mephisto really behind the scenes, but I'm just laying out all the Mephisto-less possibilities whilst I can. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. I like this a lot. It like keeps the dream alive that this might all be Wanda still. Um, the idea that like yet the Agatha all along song. I mean, it is in the sitcom like parlance. It's not like she broke that. She did at the very end. Um, but what if what if this is all Wanda? creating the character of Agatha as a patsy so that she can, uh, like she can still be guilt free. That's pretty, pretty cool. That's a cool idea, Matt. I don't know that that's the thing though, because like the thing that, that kind of bucks that theory for me is when vision was talking to Agatha in, in the car at the edge of town, like did Wanda plant that for vision to find? Like, or, mm. or it's is this just some elaborate scheme that Wanda set up to like create a villain for her and Vision to come together to fight against? Or it's just that mm-hmm. ending the uh, 
that ending was what it appeared to be. And it was just a, a, a late, a confused lady at the edge of town. And now when, uh, Wanda is going over it in her brain and like picturing all that's happened in Westview, she's writing in the fact that like Agatha was faking it all along. Like that whole song could have been a, you know, a false thing. Now the question is, does Wanda have memories of everything that goes on like at the edge of town and stuff? We don't know. Yeah. Like Wanda wasn't paying attention to vision at that moment. Wanda was focused on the kids and Pietro and consciously all the Halloween yeah. stuff. Consciously, but she's subconsciously controlling the entire town. So who knows what she has access to in her like deepest recesses of her subconscious. She didn't know where he was. She needed ta- kid one or two to tell her. Right. If, where. if the kids are even real though, like if she's making them up, mm-hmm. which is like the comics version, she's like literally creating them actively with her magic, then like anything they can see, she can see. It's just a matter of what's conscious and what's subconscious for her. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I'm not saying it's, know, man. I'm not mm. saying even, even, even Matt said it, it's very unlikely, but it, he just wanted to throw it out there. And I like, I like the, I like the uh, sort of gymnastics to make it all work. Um, but cause it does work. It's just like, there's, that's what's so there's much mental fun. gymnastics for her. There's mental gymnastics that you're doing to make this theory where yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> you're going to pull there's, a hamstring. There's just a lot of, a lot of meta. Like, I'm tired. A lot of meta, tired. meta gymnastics happening. Yep. Yep. All right, guys, it's time for us to get to the live chat and see what everybody's, uh, how everybody's responding to all these feedback things. We'll be right back after this ad. We have no control over to do some of that. And we're back. And we're back. Now, in the off, uh, we were taking a little break there. You, you guys were talking about some stuff that I was away for. What's 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 the what's the gist? What's the word? <laughs> Just theorizing about Wanda's depression. Okay. You know, like yeah, what, it's been... and what we're gonna see next episode. Like if we're finally gonna get what she's been going through on the outside of the TV show and at the hex. Like what right, happened? Right. Yeah, yeah what's the lead into all of this? I heard you mentioning that. There, there, someone posted on Twitter a thing that was like all the footage from the trailers that we have not seen yet. And yeah. a lot of what we haven't seen is that stuff. So, like, there's yeah. a shot, they have it, they, you know, the shot we have of her on the security cameras breaking through the glass to find vision. Mm-hmm. There is a shot in the trailer of her doing that exact same thing, like lowering down into the room with vision. But it's, it's from, it's not from the security cameras perspective. It's like from the actual uh, camera's yeah, it's from right perspective. In front of her. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to bring <laughs> you on the camera here, Ash. Sorry about that. That's um, oh. um, oh, okay. I meant, to, I, meant to, I meant to bring you in when we came back from the break. I'm in my sn- my safe space. Yeah, <laughs> safe space. You know you're not on camera, so you can like make all the faces you want um, while you're while you're while you're, while you're uh, checking out all the feedback. Yeah, now you have to be mindful of your face. Right Ugh. when I read, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Just gotta pay attention. And remember, close your mouth. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think we're going to get some of that. And, like, some stuff has seriously been going on with her. I mean, the thing I keep saying about the show, like, people that keep talking about how there's not enough exposition and there's not enough, like, events happening, uh, it's true. We don't know what's going on a lot of the time, and a lot of the stuff sort of paint by numbers. The execution's been great, but on top of that, the show is about the emotional journey that Wanda has been on, and it's and that Vision's been on. All the stuff that's going mm-hmm. on, like, it's there, there's big emotional stuff happening, even if we don't have the big stuff. So, like... I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see yeah. where that all lands. Like, I think they've got some real story to tell 
stylistically and emotionally at the end. Oh yeah. Yep. And I and I think the the flashback stuff that you know that brings us to Wanda's emotion and and kind of helps us to more readily understand and accept her mental state. All of that needs to happen in this upcoming like this week's episode. Yeah. Because Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to mess up the pacing of the last episode where it gets, you know, it's the fervor of, of the finale and the big, you know, the big fight and the big ending or whatever, where uh, we normally have this climactic battle. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be like magic on magic battle, but, you know, some sort of emotional showdown. I feel like after like, this episode, it has to be magic on magic battle. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, I love a little magic on magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite, it's my favorite search on certain websites. <laughs> let's go to the let's go to the chat. <laughs> Make that awkward. Okay. Great transition, Matt. Great. I know. I'm the best at transitions. I'm the best at making it awkward and the best at transitions. You're welcome. Well, at least you know we're all good at something, and I'm not good at reading. Let me try to do this. <laughs> okay. Take your time. Our breeze has two that I'm just going to combine because it's kind of the same-ish. All right. I have a theory that either Agatha erased the kids from Wanda's memory or ran the Agatha theme song in Wanda's head to catch her up. I saw something about how Agatha's been controlling Wanda and it's been slowly draining her of her energy and powers simply to use the book. Because in every episode, when it says previously on WandaVision, Wanda gets a bit more tired sounding. I did. I heard Hmm. something. I read that too. That, and uh, they played all of them in the row. In the beginning, it's like, chirpy, chirpy. And by this one, it's like, previously on WandaVision. Interesting. Oh. I like that. Well, and it goes well with what she's going through in this episode, which she's losing control, the glitching that's happening. Um, mm-hmm. hmm, she definitely seems like, she is definitely getting tired. And her expanding the hex the way she did. And the episode before that, she like brought all the kids in. So it's like, she's expanding the amount of power she's using every week. And then like, controlling more things and now actual more surface area. And it does seem like maybe she's being driven to exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel her though. When she was like to punish myself, I'm going to have a quarantine style staycation whole day. Just to me. That'll show me. (laughs) That'll show me. And I'm just going to stay in. Like, Oh, Um, Kate, my girlfriend Katie, who Same. has two kids, just like I'm sure you understand, were like, I felt so seen in this. Like, I'm just trusting my eyes. Just yep. Yeah, my please eyes. just leave me alone for <laughs> like five minutes. God. Okay. It was so quiet this weekend. My wife and um and our twelve year old God, she's twelve now. Anyway, um they went with uh their scouts troop to go camping this weekend. So it was just me and the 14 year old. And oh, wow. you know, he's that 14 year old teenager. I want to be by myself, Ugh. that kind of <laughs> thing. So it was just so quiet this whole weekend. It was so serene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad <laughs> you got that. <laughs> yeah. I, I got gift. that the whole day to just play on the computer. And it sounds nice. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Um, Cam DeCash says, couple things. One, where do you think the kids are? And two, was the missing hinted on the milk carton, which we already got to. Vision seems to be empathizing over Wanda's situation as he learned more. Maybe they'll team up at the end. Um, mostly like, where do we think the kids are? Mm. Kind of talked about that, but. Uh, yeah, we don't know, but I think, I think Agatha took them. Probably in the basement. Right? 
possibly yeah. through those portals or whatever, those doorways. Or it's the the bug and the bunny, or she absorbed them or made them just disappear. Oh. Yeah. She pushed them through a portal into Mephisto's realm. Possible. Oh man. It's absolutely possible that she took like where what is she what's the goal of the last episode? Is she trying to save her kids? Uh is DS mom gonna be about her trying to save her kids? It I don't know. <laughs> we continues. Uh TikTok has me thinking that Agatha ate the kids. As she mentioned, oh, uh, she had bit a kid once. She I really hope not. <laughs> and I hope that it's not a not I hope it's just not another character in her antics from the comics, but uh I mean, witches notoriously eat children in fairy tales. It's true. It's true. (laughs) That seems real dark, though. Yeah. But Disney started it, kind of. (laughs) I mean, are they going that dark? Think I mean, in Hocus Pocus, they just consume their essence, you know? It's just like... (laughs) Yeah, like, I think they would go something similar here if, if especially since they are made-up creatures anyway, like they're not actually in, <laughs> uh, we don't know that they can even exist outside the hex. Like, it's very possible that... Children? N- yeah, made-up creatures. Oh, these children. Children, children right. just in general. Like, children in general, just made-up creatures. I don't, I don't have any in my life, so, you know. <laughs> Lovely Sad said they think that maybe Agatha made some kind of deal with Mephisto, and her part of the deal is to get Wanda to have the kids and bring them to him. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's that's what we've been saying like all along. That's the that's the theory that we're all riding on this Mephisto train on this uh, Ag- Agatha Harkness agent of Mephisto uh, through line that we're going to ride until it dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. We're running this horse into the beating, ground, beating the horse way after it's dead. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's go. Gotta Come change on. that saying. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Canada Panda said, I love this episode. It answered so many of our questions. And I think Agnes is one of the seven witches within Westview. Did I miss something about seven witches? Um, there's seven, there's the, the, the Salem seven, right? That's a comics thing. Right. So a lot yeah. of people are, are speculating oh, that, there's seven. that there's seven witches okay. in town. Um, which yeah, could I think be. a lot of people are assuming that Westview is new Salem. So that's okay. why they're, they're saying Salem seven. Got it. Mm. Got it. Got it. Okay. Greg pool 27 says also what's going on with Pietro. Is it Agatha's son? Did Agatha pull the wrong one in? Is he the true big bad? Is he whoever uh, senior scratchy is? Is he also is senior scratchy also Pietro since we have not yet seen them in the same scene at the same time. Mm. Mm. Very possible. Yeah, we've talked he might about be it a familiar. Bit. Yeah, the yeah. familiar could take on those forms, um, but man, it'll just be such a just a smack in the face if it turns out that that Evan Peters is just it was just a, like gotcha, you know, just, just gotcha. a little nod. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I feel the same way. I feel like I, I want it to be Fox. Yeah, why pick mm-hmm. the Fox version if if it's. Uh, just she can't to make bring us people freak back out. from the dead. Yeah, maybe because she can't bring people back from the dead. It would it would be just to make us freak out, which we had fun doing, so I can't be too mad at them, but again, like it feels a little deceptive to not have mm-hmm. it mean anything related to the multiverse when you've got multiverse stuff dripping all off of this thing and you've got someone from a different version of the Marvel reality in here as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of the, the the line that she said this episode where she's like, I'm starting to think that 
there's no meaning to anything. Anything. <laughs> I loved it. Like, oh, like, Marvel, don't do that. <laughs> nope. Me too, girl. It's kind of great. Too. It's kind of beautiful, though. <laughs> it's like such a good, such a good troll. Yeah, like that's Marvel talking to us as uh-huh. fans. Like we're the kids. Yeah. And Marvel's just like, none of it means anything. It's all bullshit. <laughs> we're like, but I'm but, telling you, they gave us a lot of answers this episode, whether we want them or not. That's true. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> give us a lot of Easter eggs. <laughs> just have to accept it. And then, and then after that, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, Cicada. Just, just you know, to get you. Yeah. Why not? Oof. Makes me mad. Okay. Jake says, so I think Wanda's going to get locked up after WandaVision. Mephisto is released, and then we get one last day before Mom, where Strange breaks Wanda out to help battle and defeat Mephisto. And that's when we get no more magic. That results in mutants. Hmm. No more magic that results in mutants. Yeah, the magic gets changed to mutants. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. That could be neat. If Agatha is magical, and then if Dottie turns out to be magical, and then obviously Dennis the Mailman turns out to be magical, um, they, <laughs> like there's a lot of magic people showing up, and there were a lot of wizards and sorcerers, there were a lot of sorcerers in the, the final battle in Endgame. So, like, obviously Mordo hasn't been doing what he thinks his job is. If he was around, he might have been snapped. If he was around. Right, he might have been snapped. But there's a lot of magic uh, that we have seen now. So, you know, that could be taking on the the form of the power through science and infinity zones or whatever. Like, that's the, the shift in the MCU is like, all right, now we're on magic. And then... Wanda goes nuts for, you know, after however long we spend with these magicians. And then after that, it's like, all right, we're done with magic. Now it's the mutants. You know, we're moving yeah. on. I'd like that. That's fine. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> no, I like all of these things coexisting. I like when, when you've got the Tony Stark going, what? That doesn't make sense with like, with yeah. magical stuff. And yeah. then like the magical, the magical mystical things going to like well i don't know how to deal with vampires let's go talk to blade and see what he feels about it (laughs) and but what about gods well let's go talk to moon knight about Khonshu. and like well that goes a little bit differently from what thor said well uh, gods are you know all of the pantheons exist well what about hercules well let's get aries too like i love when all of them come together yeah i want that i want that so bad yeah for sure i have faith they'll know they know how to do it well they have been for a long time uh, when yeah. they've had gods and aliens and mm-hmm. um, you know magic and tech, it's all it's all coexisted so far in 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 the way it has. And I've I obviously I like it, so I think they'll keep doing it. Stephen Butler says, "Do you guys think that the hex will still be a thing after the show ends? And if so, when Ooh. do you think we will see it again or see it return?" Well, season two. Probably in every movie. <laughs> I don't know. This premise just does not have the, you know, the makings of a season two, unless it was like, Mm-mm. you know, this directly following the events of WandaVision is New Salem or Salem 7 or... Right. No, I, I was joking with the season two thing, but like, I think that, uh, like, I, I was joking with someone about how uh, it would be... I could totally see them doing something similar at another time. Like maybe it's three years, four years from now, Wanda's in a different place emotionally and she creates another hex of some sort and she lives through like 
the different eras of a totally different genre or something like that. Like that could be a lot of fun, you know, like she's in a dark (laughs) place. So she lives through like genres of horror or she's in a, uh, she's in a like introspective trying to figure things out place. So she lives through like mystery stories or like, I don't know. (laughs) I could totally she gets a new job, so yeah. yeah. She gets a new job, so she's doing procedural, uh, yeah, cop, <laughs> cop yeah. shows. Like she can't help it, and her like Why not? her brain does something every time she gets broken. She like deals with this, but the thing is, this is the opposite. I, I said all that, but the truth is, this is she's dealing with grief. So she's this is her escapism, you know. Mm-hmm. So where would she escape? What else would cause her to escape in this manner? And what could it be that's so different than this sitcom world? Um, I don't know. Mm, I doubt, I doubt we're ever getting anything anything like this again. This is probably a one-off, but like, I love it. I just think it's so cool. And I think the concept is interesting and has legs beyond what it's doing here. Yeah. I think the concept of, uh, of, of making a show that is whatever the hell you feel like, uh, you know, for Marvel is absolutely there. Like that's going to go on forever because they're at this point, they they're able to write and then cash their own checks. Like they're printing their own money. They've developed their own currency at this point. Like they have got us, they've got us all. They've got all of our money. Like they're doing such a good job. They're firing on all cylinders, every analogy, every metaphor for they're doing the best job. Right. Because mm-hmm. they've got our trust so fully, we're on board for whatever it is that they they throw at us. Because this has been such a fun ride, and like seeing more uh, more shows like this where they just they challenge the medium, where they they you know they look at it in a really meta way and then shift it to to fit what they need. Like it's mm-hmm. they're doing such a great job and they they already did that with all the films you know we like it was so crazy when uh the winter soldier was a spy thriller and yeah. you know they went into the mystical magical almost almost a touch of horror with doctor strange and then like you know the the high fantasy that is thor like they've been doing this already i don't know why we're shocked that they did it with television right well right. this is different in how meta it is and how it like even the characters know the genre is shifting like super weird and fun and interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to, um, she Hulk for being the half hour comedy. Oh man. She looks, look, I'm so excited. I've been rewatching orphan black and Tatiana Mislani is just so freaking talented. And (laughs) with all the other people in that show and all the possibilities of crossovers with daredevil. And I just, I can't wait for she Hulk. I think I may be more excited for she Hulk than anything else this year. Super pumped for She-Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What else we got, Ashley? I have about four more. Um, Alir's Force says, okay, I could do this. Magic colors make sense if you think of each of the magic users using a magic style that matches certain characteristics. And when they use artifacts from other lineages, the magic shows with that color. Example, Doctor Strange normally versus when he uses the Eye of Agamotto or in technology when whoever uses whichever Infinity Stone. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, I'm with Matt with the colors, though. We only have so many colors. Yeah. I don't know, though. Wanda <laughs> has created a false reality, reality, and the reality stone was red. She also just moved stuff for three movies with red magic. Uh, that doesn't yeah. really mean anything reality wise. Like, eh, she just yeah. has red magic. We don't know what it means at this point. I think it. it <laughs> 
<laughs> we have to kind of take these things one at a time in the language of the show that they're a part of because they're going to be just drastically different depending on like what the actual content is we're consuming. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Speed round. Let's yeah. keep going. Yeah. Okay. Like Marvel it. Mom 1 says, Matt's original therapist theory. Agatha was a therapist that took advantage of Wanda, hence the cameraman comment too. Ooh, that does feel very therapist Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost, maybe, maybe they were trying to get Wanda help at S.W.O.R.D. And uh, they kind of, she got like Captain Zemo'd and uh, Ag- Agatha shows up pretending to be a therapist. Yeah. You know, she was originally Agatha. Franklin Richards' babysitter, and this, maybe she was kind of like, not a babysitter, but like sort of a attending therapist over Wanda, like supposed to be watching over Wanda, and she ends up, you know, being really there to abscond with her powers. Mm-hmm. Or Wanda's doing it. I really like the theory that Wanda's doing it. I do. Yeah. I just want it all to be Wanda. Piggybacking off that, Jessica Mai says, Agatha was the one behind the camera interviewing Wanda, so who was interviewing Agnes for her scenes? Oh, yeah, mm. that's true. It's a good question. That's true. It's a really Wanda. good question. <laughs> oh, that'd be weird. That's go. weird. It's Wanda. <laughs> that's too meta. <laughs> it's been Agatha and Wanda all along. <laughs> <laughs> Agatha was never real all along. I just, I now want this show to be a musical, and I know that it's not exactly a musical, but like Agatha all along makes me want every big reveal to happen in a musical number. Uh, Oh, Agatha all along was just so perfect. Yeah. It was. Okay. I think it's Forever Finer. Four River Refiner. Four River Refiner. Come on, guys. Wanda asks Agatha why Pietro looks different, and Agatha annoyedly looks at her and says, do you know how many speedsters named Pietro there are in the multiverse? I grabbed one. (laughs) 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 And they also said, who is uh, the show for in the first place? Oh like yeah, the like, show. Why was the show being broadcast? Who and why is it, for? it no longer being broadcast? That's another question. Like, why was uh, it being broadcast, and why is it gone now? Because they're not getting anything. It, they said it went black. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> Julie had a, a a theory on that when we were watching it. Like, uh, she was like, "Has it gone HD now?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> There was that yep. big shift in mm-hmm. broadcast TV, how you had to get the little box. Like maybe, maybe because they're still using the old TVs and they don't have that little HD antenna. <laughs> There's to- she's totally right. They need to upgrade. They do. They do. It's a great <laughs> call. See, that's what happens when you don't have Darcy out there. Yeah, if she reached out to the government, she could get a little grant to get her free little uh, converter. <laughs> <laughs> but they are the government. This is S.W.O.R.D. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I yeah I, I don't know who the show was for and why it shut off. Like, is it because Wanda slash Vision were using the show to transmit what was going on? Because Wanda is definitely editing the show. They've said that, or they said someone is editing the show, and and it looks like it's Wanda. Um, or it could have been Agnes editing what what Wanda is able to transmit, or what Vision is able to transmit. Who's transmitting? I have no idea. Yeah, and why would they want it put out there? And why would they stop it now? So like mm-hmm. th- that makes me think Agnes was wanting to stop it because she's the one sort of now that she's taking control, the more so the, uh, yeah. the transmission has stopped. I think so. It also makes me think maybe Vision was the one transmitting it. The whole hit, it going into his eye every uh, episode at the end, mm-hmm. like maybe it's Vision who's trans been transmitting this whole time. Maybe it's his like sort of view of this little world and what's going on but 
he's no he's nowhere near the actual action of this episode. He's way out on his own. So maybe like mm-hmm. he's just not not transmitting anymore. I don't know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we're done with the uh, transmissions. Probably. I think the show's over. Right. Is the show over? We have some clips from the trailers where it's like the two of them standing in a room and it's like changing from black and white to color and shifting and things are changing. But that could Mm -hmm. be all flashback to how she created the world. So Mm. it kind of the same way that it was flipping back and forth. Exactly. In the last episode. Yeah. So I have a feeling we're done with the sitcom format. Where do they go from here? We don't have any more sitcom eras to go through. The modern family is right now. So yeah. Modern family is modern. Yeah. Yeah, they what uh when the episode released, I think it was a year to the day since they they finished production or like they ended production on Modern Family. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, Interesting. Wow. Yep. Hmm. That's neat. That's uh, cool. so that's all the feedback. So all the feedback, right? Are we done? Is that it? I think we're done. And I would, I would love to continue chatting all day with you guys, but I do have to go bail out the living room again. Um, yes. So I guess I will shut this down. Uh, we'll probably throw a Zoom link if everybody wants to chat. I don't know if everybody else can or wants to, but we'll throw a Zoom link so people can. Back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. All right, guys. Um, this was good. Thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, this will be the end of the podcast portion. We'll continue the live chat for a minute. Um, but, uh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, I did want to mention uh, before we get off that, like, I know a lot of people have found the podcast this week, uh, these these weeks with WandaVision going. Uh, just so you know, this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We don't just cover WandaVision. We cover everything Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're going to be, uh, if you aren't caught up on what's going on in the world of Marvel, there are six television series and four movies planned for this year, and we're going to be covering all of that. So please subscribe and jo- join us as we cover uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier in a few weeks, and then we've got Black Widow, the movie coming out after that, uh, and then Loki, the series, is coming. Like, There's a lot of things to um, have these same conversations and speculate and just get really deep in to and we love it and we've loved the live watches and we hope you guys will keep all joining us for those um so if you're looking uh for this kind of content to continue uh this show is not over uh we are not just a wandavision show so if you uh you know subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or on here on youtube or whatever uh twitch all the places we're going to keep this rolling we're doing a live watch sunday on screener for star wars universe podcast oh sweet um what's the first one the first of the newer ones Force Awakens. The Force Awakens, yeah, and then we're going to do a cast right after. Ooh, sweet. Yeah, 2.30 Eastern Standard. On Sunday, okay, sweet. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, the Star Wars Universe podcast is really revving up because we've got a big uh, year for them. Similar to this year with the four movies and six TV shows, Like they're going to have a similar year next year with uh, Star Wars. Tons of TV shows coming out. And so they're going to have a lot of cool live watches. So if you're a Star Wars fan, a lot of Stranded Panda stuff coming for that. So so follow the Star Wars Universe podcast. Um, And if you like all this, please... Uh, go to patreon.com slash mcucast and join the Patreon. That is the way you can support this network and this podcast and keep us being able to produce this every week. And we're trying to do a lot of new things, so uh, it, the the support really helps. A lot of people have joined that, so thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. Um, Alright guys, well we are done um, and uh, have a good one. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye! 
Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.